I'd ask people what are their goals and they're like, oh, I want to go to the gym more. That's not a goal. That's a habit. People like, I want to get in better shape. That's not specific. It's got to be like a target, something you can hit. And how you build that in your mind, the vision, it's very, very important as you bombard your subconscious. And many of you are doing mind movies or vision boards, things like that. But to really ingrain this into your being is going to be key. And so I love this phrase. This is the ultimate self-development formula that you've all heard before, be, do, have. And so what you want to have, that's your goals, but all that's supported by your habits, your rituals, your standards, your story, your state, it's all the things that you're doing. And of course, I know we've all heard this before, we're not human doings, we're human beings. And so it's all in the context of who you be because two people can do the same things, have the same habits, have the same job, have the same script, you know, have the same goals, but one person will achieve it and one person not based on the context of who they be. And who you be is all about what you value people define their values. And if I asked you what you value or anybody, they're like success, love, uh, happiness, uh, wealth. But they say that, that's what they want their values to be, but that's not what their values are. So you could ask somebody what their values are by asking them questions like, if your house was about to burn down and you can only grab three things, what would you grab and what do they mean to you? Where do you spend your money? Where do you spend your time? Who do you spend your time with and what do they do for you? Like reverse engineer what people's values are by looking at their actual habits and the way they show up. And if they sat in silence for an hour, you know, unless you're a master meditator, our minds are going to drift somewhere. And so where does the mind go? It goes to what you value. And a lot of times what we want and what we value are in conflict. People want to be successful, but they actually value comfort and laziness and significance and looking good, looking like a success more than actually being successful. So that takes work. So habits versus goals, because those are the two things that you really want to dial in here at the end of the year and always working on your values, always working on your character development, because I love this phrase from Mr. Ralph Waldo Emerson. He said, who you are speaks so loudly people can't even hear what you say. So as you're practicing those scripts, as you're sharing your goals, you've got to dial this in. You've got to make sure that it's an alignment because most people have incongruency in their life. Their words are here with their goals. They say they're going to do something. Their words are here, but their actions are here or their habits. Their minds all over the place, emotionally scattered. But when your words, your thoughts, your actions are all in alignment, you say what you mean, you mean what you say, and your habits are in alignment with your goals, that is key. And things start to show up for you and start to open up for you. And so Getting to the gym more, that's a habit, but you want to be specific even in that. It's finding something like going to the gym and then rating yourself. So if you had a spreadsheet and you could say like water intake or, you know, go to the gym and, you know, five days a week or whatever it is, so you have this habit, but rating yourself because sometimes you have shit workouts. Sometimes you work um, and you do prospecting or your own sales calls and you did the habit, you did the thing, but you did it at like a low standard and really dialing in these habits and tying that to your identity. I love that Tony's got this thing called strategy, story, state, but we also add standard. And so there are strategies in what you can do in your business and your marketing and everything, but all that's in the context of your story. And you have a story consciously or unconsciously tell about yourself, the market, your past, about the future, whatever. And then there's a state, there's a habitual pattern of what you focus on, the language that you use, the meaning that you attach to things, and then also how you ingrain all this in your physiology to have physical mastery over these concepts where it's in you as you, and you're just pushing these things from a place of unlimited resources of boundless energy that is something's coming through you because you are in alignment, and that's when things really begin to get juicy. So T 
is based upon the foundation. So you see all these buildings and you see all the success of other people, you see what they've created, but there's foundation, there's things beneath the surface that you can't even see. And that's the habits, that's the rituals, as our, as our main man Tony always says, you're rewarded in public for what you practice in private. And so you getting really clear on what you want to practice, what you want to commit to, and being honest with yourself. And you know, having that integrity with yourself, and integrity means wholeness. And I love this concept of integrity because you even hear this word like somebody says, you give your word. And it used to be like a hundred couple hundred years ago, if you broke your word, like you ruined your family's name. Now people lie all the time and it's not a big deal. So keeping this integrity with yourself, it's like uh, integrity is like wholeness and complete. And when you give somebody your word, it's like you're giving them something. And then if you keep your word, You've put, your, you've put something out there like an intention, like a goal, you've kept your word, you put it out there and then it comes back to you and now it comes back to you stronger because now your mind and you're bonded to that person and you've kept a promise to them and you, you put it out there, you gave them your word and then you kept it and now when it comes back to you, you're actually bonded to that person where now energetically they're gonna support you. I think it's so important for us to be in integrity with ourselves, what we say that we're gonna do and making sure that we look down at what we track daily and weekly and monthly and yearly, whatever it is, to have this big plan for our lives to make sure that we're living in alignment with our values so that we can really show up powerfully, not only for ourselves, but for our families, for our companies, for humanity. And life supports that what supports life. And having a bigger vision than just yourself is what's gonna connect you and really give you the emotional fuel that you need to step outside of yourself and be bigger than any challenge that could ever happen to you. Anybody who believes anything other than this is all my responsibility, that I can change and get a different result. If you believe anything other than that, you're never going to reach your full potential. What are your goals? The only thing that you should believe or do is that which moves you towards your goals. So if lamenting and feeling broken inside because I was victimized by somebody is going to move me forward, then I will do it. But my gut is that'll take me to a dark place. It won't put me in a position to think and act and try to be strategic and make more useful decisions in the future. Rather than the problem is overwhelming, this problem is solvable. If people always start with that, this problem is solvable. Now we may disagree about how to solve the problem, but we're at least in the right frame of mind. There's not the hopelessness. There's not the, this is forever, we're stuck. It's, what can I do? How do I improve? How do I get myself out of this? People have been given sort of a general sense of how to think culturally that I don't think moves people towards their individual goals. And I just know that fulfillment requires you to do something hard to build yourself, to become stronger, to become more resilient, to have meaning and purpose. We are hardwired to experience joy when we have meaning and purpose, and that we had to work hard for a set of skills that allow us to serve other people. It is innate. You'll never be able to get somebody to not feel good about that. So if we know that's an innate path, get people on that path, right? Know what your goal is, and then do and believe things and move people towards that goal. Where the other thing, to be cynical, to be pissed about what somebody else had, it's a dark place, man. Transform yourself into something that is truly undeniable, to become so good that they can't ignore you. The reason that we have taken over the globe in a way that no other species has is because we are the ultimate adaptation machine. Darwin is often misquoted as saying it's the strongest of the species that survived. He did not say that. What he said 
was it's neither the strongest of the species that survived nor the most intelligent, but rather the most adaptive to change. It is the animal that can change the fastest to a changing environment that becomes the most dominant species the world has ever seen. It is our very nature to change. That is what we are wired to do. If you look at human DNA, we have roughly 20,000 genes that encode traits. And for a long time, scientists disregarded all of the other, what they call junk DNA, that didn't encode for traits. But what we now know that junk DNA is, is epigenetic signaling. It is the thing that makes us extraordinary. It's the thing that says, ah, in this environment, respond like this. So you can go to the gym and bust your ass and train your body and change your physique. And we've all seen it happen with bodybuilders. We all get that they came out of the womb weak, just like everybody else. And they put themselves under an ungodly amount of stress and strain. And they push themselves every day. And they had this just unimaginable amount of discipline. And from that, they are able to transform themselves into somebody completely unrecognizable. It's, it is amazing. And because it happens on the outside, we all get it. We all believe in it. We look at athletes and we understand that they work their way there. But we don't look at Gary Kasparov and realize he did the same thing. Because what's happening in the mind seems invisible. We can't see it. We don't understand what's happening. What you build your self-esteem around matters. And whether you realize it or not, each and every one of you has something that sits at the core of how you feel about yourself. And from that, your identity, your sense of self-worth, your self-esteem, it is all built around that thing because you cannot make change until you acknowledge where you're actually at. If you understand where you're weak, then you know where to spend your time building skills. To me, the gap between where you are now and where you want to go is a gap of skill set. As Nassim Taleb says, things that are robust, that are strong, that are tough, that can take just a lot of abuse before they break. They are still ultimately defined by their breaking point. Something that is anti-fragile, on the other hand, is something that the more you attack it, the more it is pounded on, the stronger it gets. If you take an orange and you squeeze it, what comes out? Well, the obvious answer is orange juice. Why? Because the only thing that could ever come out is what's on the inside. And so the question from there becomes, what happens when life squeezes you? What happens where you're in a pinch, you're in a tight spot, and the stress comes? What happens to you when you get squeezed? Nothing can come out of you except for what's on the inside. You'll recognize this, that we have an external posture and we have an internal posture, an external posture. Some people say, oh, I want to be famous and I want to be special and I want to get attention. So you only want that because there's something inside of you that feels like it's not enough. And so we're trying to fill ourselves up. And a lot of people, their cup is like a little bit empty where they're trying to fill themselves up from the outside world with approval, control, security. They want something to fill themselves up because there's an emptiness on the inside. And so you've really got to strengthen that internal core. You've got to strengthen your identity. You've got to strengthen what's on the inside because you are going to be squeezed. And all of us have had some bad stuff inside of us. And by bad, I don't really mean bad like you're a bad person or there's bad stuff. It's just stuff that's not useful. It's not what's right and what's wrong because what's right for one person might not be right for somebody else. And it's about what's useful. And sometimes we have emotions or we have points of view about ourselves or others or judgments. That's just not useful. And so we need to look at it in terms of not making ourselves wrong. But is that useful? 
And so you've really got to take some time every day to focus on your heart, your energy, your story, your presence, and you've got to break those energetic bonds to the past, the past version of yourself, who you were yesterday. You're bonded to that. You're bringing up stories and you're talking about what happened yesterday. But what makes us have the ability to use that information and have wisdom from it is when we break the emotional charge. What is the lesson? How do we integrate the lesson into our life in a way that's useful? And then once you've lived it and you've lived with that distinction and you refine it and then you get to share the learning and the more people you share the learning with, that experience that you had, it's like Napoleon Hill said, every adversity has the seed of an opportunity. There's an opportunity for growth and awesomeness in every seed of adversity, but it's just a seed. We gotta water that seed. We gotta put sunlight. We gotta shine light on that seed, shine the light of our awareness. We need to be conscious of the learning, but not self-conscious and make it about ourselves. And we think, how do we actually integrate this learning into our future self, into that person as they go part, you know, throughout this year, through this decade, through the rest of their life. And then as we get to practice that way of thinking, practice that way of being, practice that way of communicating, we refine that lesson and then you share that lesson and that's how to come full circle with what napoleon had said that's how there's this beautiful opportunity in that adversity where now each person you share that with you get to grow through it and you get to share that learning and as you contribute that learning to each individual beyond yourself you get to have impact and oh my god it's like when you have impact and you know that because that happened to you You've grown through it, you've become stronger, and now you contribute, and each person that you contribute to, that energy, that gratitude comes back to you. It's like, a, it's like an amazing force that comes back to you, and people start saying, wow, because you said that, because you went through all that, you changed my life. You gave my life meaning, you gave me clarity. And as that energy comes back to you, you get to have this amazing feeling that money can't buy. And some of you are in jobs where you're like, you know what, it doesn't matter. Some of you are looking at your diet plan. You've already cheated on this year. And you're like, you know what? It doesn't matter if I have that bite. Some people eat the burger and they're just reinforcing patterns of shame and guilt. And they're looking for something on the outside. They're looking to create an experience on the outside to meet a neurochemical need and addiction for that shame, that anger. And you know, some people are just angry and there's nothing to be angry about. They will create an experience or they'll get into a bad situation just so they can feed that addiction for anger. They're addicted to it. And they need to, as Joe Dispenza would say, break the habit of being themselves and communicate with themselves in a different way by breaking those bonds. You have to have a constant vision of what it is you want to achieve. See it accomplished and go all out. Find a way to win. Dr. Norman Cousins, he wrote a book called The Biology of Hope. And he talked about the fact that when something happens to you, you don't deny it, you defy it. And I was defiant that I'm going to beat this, I'm going to handle this. That there are people who many times when something happens to them, that they embrace it from a place of fear and it takes them out. And Elsie Robinson said, things may happen to you and things may happen around you, but the most important things are the things that happen in you. And you have to stand up inside yourself and deal with it and handle it. Get out from under the labels. And the most difficult thing I've ever done was to believe that I can do it. When you don't know what's impacting you, and it's, it's something that 
that's holding you down and you're not aware of it. You live in a dominant culture that is designed to destroy your sense of self and your belief in yourself. And, and you have to learn ways in which you can begin to connect with this power that you have within yourself to handle where you are. The key is to be constantly in a perpetual process of discovering the truth of who you are and fighting constantly to look for ways in which you can escape the inner conversation because how people live their lives is a result of the story they believe about themselves. So that's an ongoing process, constantly interrupting that conversation, what psychologists call your self-explanatory style, because life is, is going to beat up on you in so many ways, and many things, they come back, you know, negative thoughts and, and how you feel about yourself, they don't die, they, they come back once you stop doing the maintenance work on your mind, listening to motivational messages, going to seminars and workshops spending time quietly listening to the still small voice within. Uh, who am I really? Is this really me? Am I giving my best? Uh, am I just reflecting what's around me? Because all of these various things affect how we show up in life. And so having a strategy to continuously uh, find ourselves reaching higher. Robert Shuler had a book, is not very popular, but I loved it. It's called Peak to Peak, U-P-E-A-K to P-E-E-K because you're constantly reaching higher to find out and discover your, your better self. Richard Wright said it best. He said, the impulse to dream has slowly been beaten out of me through the experiences of life. So when you live in a culture that is designed to destroy your sense of self, to, where you are marginalized, where you, you have a feeling of being hopeless and powerless and you're terrorized, you unconsciously operate within the parameters of what has been put in place. Like you go, you're driving on the expressway, the four or five, and, and, and you'll get off on an exit that you weren't going in that direction, but you unconsciously did it because you've done it so many times that many people, because they're not making a conscious, deliberate, determined effort to think outside of what life has thrown at them, they end up doing the same thing over and over and over again. Einstein said that thinking that has brought me this far has created some problems that this thinking can't solve. And so through relationships, through reading, through studies, through goals and dreams beyond your comfort zone, it, it allows you to begin to live out of your imagination as opposed to out of your history. Disney said, the imagination is a preview of what's to come. I believe that all of us have a responsibility that we want to live a life that will outlive us. Oliver Wendell Holmes said that once a man or woman's mind has been expanded with an idea, concept, or experience, it can never be satisfied to going back to where it was. And so someone's opinion of you does not have to become your reality. If you want to become successful in life, number one, you got to change your mindset. He said, you don't get in life what you want, you get in life what you are. Number two, practice OQP. Only quality people develop your communication skills because once you open your mouth, you tell the world who you are.
those are three major things that you want to work on that will liberate you. It will help to escape out of where you are right now because I see you watching me and I know you want more. I can see the hunger. You get hungry by finding something that's you. I believe that all of us are born unique, but most of us die copies. You've got to find out what is it that turns you on, what resonates with you. The key to that hunger-driven life is a heart-centered life. I didn't do what I'm doing for years because of my programming, because of the culture in which I was raised in. I would see other people with, with degrees and PhDs and, and MBAs and credentials I don't have, and I convinced myself I couldn't do it. Not only someone's opinion of you does, does not have to determine your reality, he said that you have to work on yourself and you have to have an unstoppable attitude and no excuse is acceptable and you've got to make it a priority, a non-negotiable in your life and hold a, a constant vision of what it is you want to achieve. See it accomplished and go all out. Find a way to win in spite of the setbacks, in spite of the disappointments, in spite of your failures. Uh, I tell people, you will fail your way to success. I have a saying, as life knocks you down, try and land on your back, because if you can look up, you can get up. <laughs>